You're listening to the Social Selling Simplified Podcast. Stick around if you too are obsessed with learning things that actually work and believe that success leaves clues. We're all about identifying results-producing roadmaps and getting super clear on how to scale and grow your online business. From part-timer to president, social selling expert Ashley Shaw will help you connect the dots and take the guesswork out of what works to grow a social selling empire. It's time to hear from social selling legends, listen in on truthful conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks to reduce the marketing overwhelm so you can build the social selling business of your dreams. If you're ready to go all in, no holding back, and build the business you've always wanted, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, social selling guru, and fitness industry OG, Ashley Shaw. Welcome to Social Selling Simplified. I'm your host, Ashley Shaw, and we are going to be diving into how to stay consistent even when you're busy AF. So in today's episode, I am going to cut right to it because If you are listening to this episode, you are probably super busy and you're just looking for easy ways to show up on social media and in your business without having to add a bunch of extra workload or trying to reinvent the wheel. So I have six tips for you that have been a game changer in my business, and that's what I'm going to share today. So let's jump right in. Tip number one is to create a system. So usually the reason why a lot of people end up failing is they do not have a system for organizing themselves in terms of what kind of content they're going to create. When they're posting reels, for example, they don't have the audio pre-selected. They're like searching for content and they're trying to do all these tasks all at once. So that would include creating content, then creating a caption, then creating a hashtag, then trying to post it. And that is a lot of mental work for your brain to have to do all in one place. I know myself that whenever I leave it to that sort of process, I would always get tripped up and I would always fail to be consistent in my business. So what a system may look like is you want to select your content pillars of the things that you are going to consistently talk about. And then you want to start saving content as it comes to you. Usually the creativity, it doesn't usually just strike at the moment that you want to post something. It usually hits you in the middle of a workout or when you're in a meditation, somewhere not related to actually being on social media or posting. So you want to keep a list somewhere of all these things that just hit you. Now on our team, what we do is we have a content generator channel in Slack. So we always add ideas and anytime we see a reel that we really love or a caption that we love, we add it there. So when we go to create content, we have a bank of stuff that we can just look through and it makes it really, really easy. So you need to have a system if you're going to most effectively use your time and a place to kind of store all these ideas and all this content generation so that you're not trying to come up with stuff on the spot. That is definitely when, if you're anything like me, when you're least creative. So make sure that you have a system for generating your content. Okay, tip number two, stop doing stuff that doesn't work. Now, most of us haven't looked at our business with the 80-20 principle at play. So what the 80-20 principle is, is that 20% of your efforts are actually contributing to 80% of your results. So there are certain things that you need to be looking at in your business to see what posts are actually getting the most engagement. 
what things are getting the most comments and saves and shares. And you want to stop doing the stuff that's not working because all of it takes effort to put together. So if you're constantly putting effort into things that are yielding no results, that is not an effective way, especially when you are busy. You want to make sure that everything that you're putting out there packs a punch and actually is contributing towards your business goals. So what you want to do is actually be looking at all your posts and the things you're putting out there and be analyzing what things are getting the best result and how can I do more of those things. So in my business and what I tend to find is that reels that have, you know, like lip syncing, not lip syncing, like not like dancing. That's what I'm not, not what I'm talking about, but you know, kind of voiceovers and things like that, like having this sense of humor, those work really well. So I try to do more of those. And when I realized certain things weren't working in our business, so for example, you know, let's say images um, of me, let's say, let's just say that I noticed that that wasn't working, we would stop doing as many of those and only pull them out when necessary. So an example would be, I used to use stock images. So I would have, you know, different subscriptions to, you know, different stock image sites. And there are certain, you know, like done for you solutions out there that have like, oh, here's a bunch of lifestyle photos and stuff. For me, that never, ever produced engagement. So I was able to cut all of that, not only as a cost, um, I stopped using image sites and things like that. But it also just I know that when I post that stuff, it doesn't get engagement. So I just stopped doing it. And I just put more energy into the things that are working. So you've got to look at your own business through your own lens and look at those things as to what posts are getting the most engagement and how can I do more of those. Now, you also want to be testing things at the same time. So if you see something that you're like, oh, I haven't done, you know, let's say a tweet before, let's see how that how that does, you know, like an image of you tweeting something, then check that out and see if it works. But don't be repeating old stuff that is not working. Okay, tip number three is to batch your work. So when we are least effective is when, you know, we think that we can multitask and that's just not the case. Our brains were not built to multitask different things and be switching gears. It takes energy to switch from writing a caption to actually creating the reel to actually coming up with hashtags. All those things are going to be different parts of your brain that are working to do that. So instead of trying to go all at it all at once, if you are creating your captions, like do it for the whole week and get those. And, you know, the other thing about that is when you get those all out of the way and done, like you're, you know, however many days you're going to post, it also, you have a really good memory of what you just posted yesterday. So you can start to tie things in a little bit better. It's the same when it comes to creating reels or things like that. If you just, you know, when you get ready to do your reels, like for me, I have to be in a certain state of mind to like want to do you know, certain types of reels, if it's a teaching reel, like I have to be in a certain frame of mind. And I want to make sure that my hair looks, you know, a certain way, and it looks decent. And I've, you know, maybe I put on a little bit of makeup, something like that, right. And I'm wearing certain clothing that I didn't wear in my last reel or whatever, right. I will try to batch that stuff, because I just find that mental space is different than if I'm trying to switch back and forth between tasks. So this actually goes a little bit further than just batching your work. There are certain days of the week 
I reserve for making videos or creating content or, you know, writing emails or sales pages or things like that, because my mind just works better when I am in a task and I can be fully engaged in that task instead of trying to switch gears. Hey coach, I finally have something that I've been dreaming of providing for you. I know that you definitely didn't start this business because you really felt like pestering your friends and family and getting ghosted by everyone. Chasing people down or having to follow up with them is definitely hard work and it can feel so awkward and uncomfortable for everyone involved. But your upline probably told you that this is what successful people do. And they didn't mention to you that unless you're this superstar salesperson right off the bat, you're going to struggle forever if you keep doing it that old school way. 99% of coaches quit because they suddenly declare themselves this expert online and then go back and ask everyone who knew them to just start buying from them when they just started working out last week. And this problem applies to all network marketers, not just coaches. But the 1% that actually succeed have made it because they've caught on to a different system that's been proven to work. And it's just something that nobody really talks about. It's all about taking some simple steps to position yourself as an influencer first. So soon, instead of asking people to talk to you, you'll attract ideal customers who are already excited to learn from you and buy from you. They'll know exactly what you're about and how you can help them. Go to ashleyshaw.ca slash F your upline to learn more and see exactly what I'm talking about. You don't have to hunt people down and make them talk to you in order to get your bills paid for the rest of your life. Check out my short book called F what your upline said and get an entirely different approach that will feel much more organic and authentic. That's ashleyshaw.ca slash F your upline. I'm so excited for you to start implementing these four simple changes in your business and see how it absolutely transforms how you feel about your business and the results that you're able to get. Okay, tip number four is accept the amount of work that you can realistically handle. So we all get to a point that we typically take on too much and then it becomes sort of annoying because we can never get to the end of our to-do list. and. You know, one thing that was such a big game changer for me, I read the book Traction, and it's all about having an entrepreneurial operating system. And when we accept work and we accept this idea that you just need a to-do list, it really negates the fact that your business is a living, breathing thing, and it's constantly, you know, evolving and changing. And the needs and priorities of the business are also changing. So what hits your to-do list on one day may not actually be important the next week. When it comes to accepting the amount of work that you can realistically do, you want to be truthful with how long tasks are going to take you. That's obviously, you know, if you always underestimate things, then that is always going to put you behind. But at the same time, you also want to look at what are your top three things that need to happen in your business to drive sales? Now, you definitely want to put that stipulation at the end to drive sales, because if you are running a business, your goal is to drive sales and drive new customers. So when you add that to the end of that statement, it makes a big difference of what you may do. Like, oh, I need to update my profile picture versus, oh, I need to write that post to talk about 
you know, this new program coming up or this new product. Very, very different perspective and light when you think about it like that. So know and be realistic with the amount of work that you can realistically handle, but also be aware which of those tasks actually lead to you driving sales or not driving sales. Okay, tip number five, delegate whenever possible. So this is a lesson that was so important when I learned it. I always thought that I need to you know, save money, especially when I was first starting my business. It was like very shoestring budget. I didn't want to spend money on anything. And in the beginning, it was very much like, well, if I can do it, I will. And that was sort of my mentality of taking things on. And what that eventually leads to is sure, it might feel helpful in the beginning. But what you actually want to do is switch that mindset to I am only focusing on the top things in my business, like the top 5% that only I can do because no one else can get on and go live for you. No one else can do your reels, like the actual you being in the reel. You can have your captions written. You can have your hashtags done. You can have your posts actually scheduled and posted, but no one else can be the face of your business. So the face of your business cannot change. And if, if you are thinking to yourself, I don't have time, this is not the case. There are many people that have built businesses with less time than you. I know, I'm not trying to be like an asshole here. I'm just trying to tell you the truth. People have built businesses in worse conditions than you. So that's not an excuse to not get your shit together and start building your business. I built my first business when I was already working as the president of a fitness company and I was doing it in the cracks around that work week and around that job. Now, I didn't have kids, so different circumstances than what that would be like now. But I'm just saying that the mindset we need to have is not, this is why I can't do it. It's like, this is why I can, right? So we just got to get that out of the way. But when it comes to thinking about your business and what you should be doing, you want to get really good at, obviously, as as I said, being the face of your business. You also want to be really good at creating content and starting to, you know, write emails and get really good at that stuff. Because the reason that is important for you to learn and start to get more and more in tune with is that there is so much control you can have over your sales when you learn how to be more involved with that. So I'm not saying, hey, you need to go out and write all your emails and all your posts. What I am saying, though, is that you need to get really good at understanding what your ideal customer wants. So you can take templates and you can tweak it to your ideal customer. I'm going to be 100% transparent with you guys. Whenever it comes to writing emails, sending out, you know, like our welcome series, things like that, I always, always use templates. But what's important is that I know my ideal customer well enough that I can tweak it so that I'm speaking directly to them. So your job and your number one job is to get really, really intimate with your ideal customer and deeply understand their problems and what things they want to solve. And then delegating the part of, I don't need to come up with this whole new email. I just need to tweak it to my ideal customer. Or I don't need to come up with this whole new post. I just need to tweak it to my ideal customer. So whenever it is possible, delegate. That is how you start to get on your business instead of in your business. And that's probably how you're operating right now, is you're in your business and you can't really see you know, the forest from the trees. You're so focused on the day-to-day you need to get higher. That's the difference between, you know, struggling to build a business versus getting to six and seven figures. 
is you can start to see strategy wise, okay, what do I have to do in the longer term and start working towards those goals? And the only way you can do that is by starting to delegate some things off your plate, things that contribute to sales. Like, you know, don't get it twisted here. This isn't just delegating things that are nice to do. Like you don't want to spend money just to spend money. It is about really focusing all that superpower energy onto things that drive sales. So make sure your focus is there. Now, the last tip here, tip number six, is to keep an issues list. So one thing for me, I get very distracted if I am doing something and I'm like, oh man, this sales page isn't right or this isn't right. Instead of digging into this rabbit hole of, oh, I have to go in and fix that. I have a list. And again, we keep this in Slack. And that's just an easy way for our team to communicate. But it's this ongoing list of things that I'm noticing are issues that we actually solve at a certain time. That's the takeaway here is that you don't want to get into rabbit holes of issues. When you sit down to do something, you want to execute on that and, you know, bring that to completion. But you want to have an ongoing issues list of things in your business that need to be solved when you sit down and decide, okay, I'm going to be solving issues right now. When we started doing this, it just really, really took the pressure off of feeling like I needed to solve everything. Anything that I observed that became an issue, it just got added to the list. And there was a time that I would have later to solve that problem. So I definitely, definitely recommend that you keep an issues list and you have a time each week that you're going to solve those issues and come up with a plan. Those are the things that I would absolutely recommend that you do in order to show up consistently, even when you're busy AF. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I hope it was super, super helpful to the point. I mean, we're, you know, under 16 minutes here. So I really hope that the juice was worth the squeeze and we'll see you next time on Social Selling Simplified. Thanks for taking the time to level up today. If you're ready to commit to personal and professional growth, move forward, make money, and grow your health and fitness business, head to my free community on Facebook, Business Bootcamp for Fitness Coaches, so I can support you every step along the way. Thank you so much for tuning in today, and we'll see you right back here next week on Social Selling Simplified.